It's VG Empire episode 130. <laughs> that was Green Greens bringing us in uh, from Kirby's Dreamland. Mm. Uh, this is VG Empire, a regular-ish, uh, every two weeks Semi-regular exploration of all the greatest gay music of all time. Take it away, Chris. I wrote that copy just now with uh, a cold. Incredible. Um, Burma shave. Unbelievable. But uh, just about five and a half years of shows. Mm-hmm. This is the 130th episode. Uh, this is Brett, as usual. Ah, uh, Christopher, uh, Kirby... I don't know what to call my what my relationship with Kirby. Yeah, let's, it's, let's we'll explore talking. it. We'll explore yeah. it. Mm. Uh, Mike Grimbo Jones. Wow, nice. <laughs> um, but Grimbo. and before we get started, I did want to point out that uh, I have been accumulating a great collection of game vinyl over the past few months, or even a year at this point, from Data Discs, from Brave Wave, from Ship to Shore, and the folks over at Enjoy the Ride Records, EnjoyTheRide.StoreEnvy.com, reached out and wanted to offer a special promotion to VG Empire listeners who want to buy the Batman Arkham Knight Best of vinyl soundtrack uh, that recently released, and they had Batman variants, Joker variants of this vinyl, but the Batmans are gone. And there's 75, as of this recording, left of the Joker. And if you want to, in the next week, as, as of this recording, which is, uh, you know, Wednesday, January 25th, up to probably February 1st, if you want to go to enjoytheride.storynv.com, pick up the Batman Arkham Knight Best of Vinyl Soundtrack, and in the comments section of your order, enter VG Empire, you'll automatically be entered into a chance to win one of their test pressings of the vinyl, which will ship in a different jacket. The disc will be different. It'll be black with a white label. It's individually numbered. There's only 24 of these in existence, and it's just a nice little extra collector's item if you're into one vinyl or into the excellent soundtracks from the Arkham games, and Arkham Knight is no exception. Again, a, a, an amazing soundtrack, courtesy of our friends at Enjoy the Ride Records. And again, you can go to enjoytheride.storeenvy.com. Enter VG Empire as you check out, and you're automatically entered in for a chance to win one of those test pressings. And again, there's not many left. There weren't many to begin with, especially with the test pressings. Um, But if you act within the next seven days as of this posting, uh, you'll have a chance to get one of these and either keep it for yourself or, hey, spread the love, share it with a friend. But today we're here to talk about Kirby. There's no particular reason. Normally I try to, like, plan an episode around, like, was there an anniversary or is there a new game coming out or did something happen? And the only real impetus for this was... AGDQ just happened. Mm. Awesome games done quick. And there was Kirby's Dreamland 3 came on, and I was like, that game does have really good music. And yep. a lot of Kirby's stuff over the years for me, like, it bleeds into each other. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. it's all the same infectious, bubbly. Like, it's cheerful and great, but I would never listen to it outside of the game. The, the stuff that you don't. The stuff, only Kirby stuff that doesn't bleed over when they do something occasionally terrible. Yeah, how do you like, mean? Squeak Squad or like some, some like weird gimmick that, like, kind of. Bucks what Kirby is. So yeah, that's I was and, gonna wait till the end, but like that is kind of where Kirby is now. Uh, before it's kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but sorry. now Kirby is more known for yeah weirdo games like Canvas Curse, yeah. which itself is eleven years which, old. Which that's is not fine. a great example, <laughs> but no, yeah, like those are great. Like mm-hmm. Kirby became this like what starts as a yeah. what starts as an extremely traditional game becomes like well here's Epic Yarn here's, here's uh, every experiment we want to make with an established character yeah and Air Ride mm-hmm. and it's just like Tilt and or Tumble yeah. seriously um, but mm-hmm. this episode uh, like a lot of series like Bomberman or mm-hmm. Zelda where there's a lot mm-hmm. uh, and there's a lot there's of Kirby lot. this is only going to take us uh, up through the end of the Super NES era because mm-hmm. there's still plenty wow mm-hmm. uh, because post 2000 <laughs> There's even more Kirby than there was before 2000, yeah. which I guess isn't that surprising, but it's so much after that, and I'm less familiar with all that, mm-hmm. and most of these songs end up repeating over yeah. the years, so... Uh, yeah, but, they do reuse a lot of music yeah. in the series. But what brought us in was uh, the Green Greens from Kirby's Dreamland, Land, uh, Jun Ishikawa, who ended up doing almost everything for every Kirby game in some form or another, but developed by HAL 1992, uh, the first game directed by Masahiro Sakurai, hey. who you would know... 
From Ender's Game. I mean, Smash, Smash Brothers. Brothers. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, run for something quick that's not Smash Brothers. Ender's Game. I don't know. Uh, yeah, what a, what a great author. Hell's got a weird, real weird history. I'm trying to remember the NES games. When were they absorbed by Nintendo officially? I don't know. I think Air Fortress? I think so. That's, uh, that's another good one. Yeah. Um, but So Kirby was created to be like a, an entry point action game, where in the original Game Boy game in 1992, black and white Game Boy, uh, he couldn't. He could inhale enemies and absorb them, but you wouldn't gain any powers. They would just you would suck them in, shoot them out, suck mm-hmm. them in, and shoot them out. And it was that itself was fun, a fun gimmick because you couldn't jump on enemies like yeah. Mario. You couldn't strike like Ninja Gaiden, Castlevania. You had a lot Zelda. of defensive capabilities, but, but not you, a lot of offensive. Capabilities. Well, you only really had one. Yeah, you had a B button, and that yeah. sucked. It Literally, would, could, could he could he suck in air and blow out the yes. burst like in the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more yeah. familiar with the NES. Uh, yeah, adventure. you could hit up and inhale, mm-hmm. and then he'd get big. Mm-hmm. And but all you boom. really did was hold up and forward in A, and you would just float over the whole level. So yeah, balloon well, with a mega buster. <laughs> but it was so slow, it was irritating. That's be, true. You'd be like, oh, I'm not. I guess I'll play the game. That's my favorite. <laughs> but I loved the original Kirby's Dream Land yeah. on Game Boy, and then it ended up selling, according to uh, information on the net, to up to date five million copies. Um, I'm assuming that's including various digital forms since then, but it was this, a, was, this was when Canon Kirby was white too, right? Oh well, only in the U.S. Oh. Um, he was always pink in Japan, yeah. but the U.S. Oh. box art made him white to sync with the graphics of the game because they routinely think Americans are morons <laughs> and prove them wrong. <laughs> so there's occasionally times when you need to make something extra clear for something that's localized, mm. but this was a case where. I can understand when mm. Mario was on the box and his hat's red, mm-hmm. and then I play the game and his hat's not red. Mm. Wait a minute! <laughs> this darn box done lied! KB Toys <laughs> pre-order canceled. <laughs> but I'm this, sick this... of OSHA on these Nintendo <laughs> fellers. This was one of the first things that, like, uh, I, I remember, I need a Game Boy. I can't not have a Game Boy anymore. That, that mm. commercial of White Kirby eating Rambo. Oh. Um, <laughs> what? This, yeah, that didn't happen. Kirby? Yeah, he, he would eat different kinds of video game heroes oh, wow. um, to show how... How badass he was and right, cute naturally. and innocuous, and yeah. it's a great commercial. And then you, you play the game and he sucks up like dewdrops and clowns, and that's <laughs> the game. Spits apples. They had um, to resprite it to cigars and mussels. <laughs> but because it is a, a you know kind of designed as an entry point, even Kirby himself was like a default. Like, eh, we'll figure out a character design later. And then after they were done, they were like, hey, this circle works out pretty good. Let's just put. <laughs> let's just use this. Um, but. In Japan, he's Kirby of the Stars, mm. and this original game Not to be confused with Starfy of the Kirby. Starfy. Starfy, the legendary it's very, it's, Starfy. It's, it's a, that is like a very to me a secondary Kirby character, and we didn't get a lot of those games localized because they're very similar. Mm. Yeah, when um, it came out here, I was like, but I already have Kirby. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but this introduces well, sorry, is because it's a basic game. It is, I think, a, we kind of equate a lot of Kirby stuff today with what came out of Kirby's Adventure but this game is just yeah. level 1 boss level 2 boss level 3 boss and there's only 5 levels I think mm-hmm. 4 real levels and then 5 is a boss rush and you fight King DDD uh, Krakow is a, mm-hmm. like a cloud boss that shoots lightning yeah. <laughs> and he's they're, they're in they, a lot of that stuff starts here mm-hmm. um, but yeah that, there's not a lot to say because it is a pretty basic game but I would play this over and over I bought it on the 3DS the moment it showed up on Virtual Console it's just yeah. one of those games that you can literally beat in 20 minutes or whatever yeah. or less Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fun. And is, then when it, you beat it, you can hit, I think you hold up and A and hit start mm-hmm. and you unlock a harder mode. That's actually pretty reasonably difficult. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. if you need a harder version. Yeah, I remember as a kid, I had that in one hand and Link's Awakening in the other. And I was like, oh. which one of these am I going to chuck at my little brother? And the answer was generally Kirby. <laughs> because you got to save that Zelda card. That sounds know. a good one. Um, but we'll do two songs really quick. Again, Jun Ishikawa doing the music. Uh, Bubbly Clouds. This is the stage, this is stage four. And I've purposely chosen this because 
anytime the Kirby music slows down, it really stands out because you're like, oh, this isn't like Calliope mm-hmm. music or something. This is like, I feel like they're trying to invoke a feeling. Um, and it of feels, being a child playing a Calliope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it does have this ominous feel. And this is one of the, I like this stage a lot. And it's also where you end up in the clouds and fight again Krakow, the one of the recurring bosses. Uh, but I really like that song a lot. And then Mount DDD, the final boss area, final final area and the final boss music that you'll hear this reused a lot. And it's a theme you'll go, oh, right, that's the King DDD music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll be back in just a second. Again, this is Bubbly Clouds and Mount DDD. <laughs> song is a perfect example of something 8-bit and 16-bit games did exceptionally well was mm-hmm. making the last stage feel important mm-hmm. or different mm-hmm. capturing it, the regal majesty of yes. King D-D-D. <laughs> um, look he was fairly elected uh, this was not <laughs> very authoritarian he did very not fast. inherit the crown um, but even even something as disarming and you know I would just say childish as something mm-hmm. like Kirby's that that's music while not threatening, still yeah. sounds like, all right, I'm pumped. I'm ready to fight this final boss. Yeah, it's and got that kinetic game feel that makes it... You could accuse the whole soundtrack of being perfect for mimes-making balloon animals, but like, <laughs> but, it's, but it is very kid-friendly and pleasant. It has just enough bounce to, to feel like game music. Yeah. That brings us one year, probably less than a calendar year ahead, into 1993 mm. with Kirby's Adventure. On Man, the- I felt like it was much longer, because I felt like I yeah. couldn't play the Kirby game, and I was so excited... 
they're making the last NES game a Kirby game? Because well, I feel like it came out super late. 93 mm. is very late in the game. Wario's Woods would be even yeah. later. Uh, the only NES game with an ESRB rating. That's so crazy. That is nuts. Get uh, back in the locker. Sorry. <laughs> um, Kirby's Adventure was, yeah, full color on the NES. Uh, you got to see things that you saw in the black and white game now, like, oh, wow, we get to play it in full color. He's pink. I was when, shocked. Yeah, and <laughs> there was an immediate, like, there was a period of, you know, nine, ten months where, at least in the in the U.S., like, mm-hmm. no, Kirby's white. And so when we saw, like, these things, of, like, he's pink, mm-hmm. you're like, why is he pink? Mm-hmm. So there is this, we're like, there's like a generation <laughs> where, like, there's just this, like, nine-month period where you're like, why is the next Kirby pink? What yeah. happened? And you're like, no, 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 he was always pink. Do I have to go play the first game to see how the story shook out? Yeah. <laughs> I dubbed the pink. Yeah, and you're like, what? <laughs> um and then ever since then he's been pink. But and pink's for girls, so I can't. Play exactly, that. I think I'm sure that's part of the reason that's, too. They're like, uh oh, it's called a Game Boy. We can't have a pink thing on here. People, that's that is they'll so, lose their minds. I hate having to harken back to my childhood, but I loved the color pink in the '80s, and it was well yeah. embraced. And by the late '90s, I wasn't allowed to like it anymore. Yeah. And it, there was a stigma against pink being a girl thing. Well, there was a lot of like, I mean, we've. This whole Laser Time Network is yeah. like, back in my... Uh, pink was the greatest col- the greatest tasting candy ever. Yeah. And the fact we, that I couldn't wear... I wore pink overalls like the first four years of my life. They were my favorite. Yeah, Oshkoshes. They were amazing. Um, it, um, oh, well, no, like talking about like when I was really little, I liked Care Bears, My mm-hmm. Little Pony, Rainbow Bright. I draw rainbows and like shooting stars all over my stuff and yeah. tell somebody, eh, that's gay, draw a gun. Yeah. <laughs> then I got really good at drawing guns. And yeah, now yeah. I'm a gun artist. Yeah, never, never was that kind of guy. Skewed courts, comedy, and things like Kirby, and especially yeah. Kirby's Adventure. And I just, yeah, I, again, growing up in the 80s, it was hard not to love garish colors. Yeah. And then, dude, the early 90s is flooded with that. Yeah. It's all neon, hot pink, and green, and like it's I don't understand how most kids can come out of that era and not be like yeah that's pretty cool yeah I remember just um, the last five years being excited talking to my friends like colors are back yeah men don't have to wear pants made of khaki and blue that, yeah. like that's hooray like I wore my these shoes I have that mm-hmm. are like that kind of 80s aesthetic of yeah. like that pink and blue that kind of blur together they're like the VG Empire the VG Empire logo or if you know the Proto Men yeah. or anything of that that's invoking the 80s and it's just like really are those guy shoes mm-hmm. I'm like Yes, they're guy <laughs> shoes. I'm sorry you don't have colors here yeah. anymore. I remember that was like my average Saturday afternoon is we go mudding and then we go to the creek to go <laughs> oh, yeah. fishing oh, yeah. and then we would trade Lisa Frank stickers. <laughs> <laughs> this is that that was almost Merle Haggard's biography up until the last bit there. <laughs> oh man, we would go I, I definitely been I definitely been mudding and uh man, no, what a no. what a time to be alive. No, yeah, for um, real. And then we'd go swing on a vine and fall in a crick and uh, <laughs> float, just float down in wherever the crick ran the dry. The crick was catty corner to the hot chicken place. Uh, <laughs> 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 now, in this case, the crick was catty corner to a cemetery. Oh. There you go. Uh, uh, adventure the second? Soul. Sorry, Kirby's <laughs> Adventure. Is it chronologically the second Kirby game? Yeah, 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 I didn't mean yeah. interrupt you. I just oh, yeah. I was uh, mad And this curious. isn't All-Stars, right? No, this is okay, Kirby's yeah. Adventure. Uh and uh, this is a late NES game, so it did have a lot of tricks that made it feel advanced, especially when you think back to, like, 85, 88 era Nintendo, like yeah. Mario Brothers, yeah. any of the black box games with the sprite on the cover, yeah. or even the first year of NES games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Featured even- a cameo from the Stunt Race FX cars. Hell yeah. Said, Mario 3 is the most advanced side-scrolling platformer other than this. There's, like, yeah. so much to do in this, this game. This has a lot of content in it, but it's also like, hey, here's a faked-out, like, rotating effect mm-hmm. where you're running on a tower... And like the Super mm. NES, it had this effect. Like Super Ghouls and Ghosts totally. did this in '91, and but now it's it's you know damn near two years later on the NES. We're like, wow, that's a really cool effect. Yeah. I didn't think the NES could really do this, and mm-hmm. it just has a lot of cool layers. And and I don't know, they they did a good job making it feel like oh, the NES isn't totally 
wrapped up yet in 93, mm-hmm. even though the Super NES, again, was a year and a half, almost two years old. I did not get this when it came out. Uh, I remember I was graduating. This was me leaving sixth grade. Uh, Jurassic Park was about to come out, mm. and the Super Mario Brothers movie was probably just hitting theaters. Oh, yeah. What a time. Mm. Uh, 12 years Dennis old. Hopper was still alive. It was still alive. <laughs> um, but... Uh, Sakurai returns as a director, I think, but uh, the composer is not the same. It's Hirokazu Ando, who worked on a lot of Kirby games, and prior to this, worked on the Super Nintendo game Arcana. I don't know if you remember that. It's like an RPG, I think, from a first-person perspective. I remember playing it at a friend's house, and like it was just one of those games where you're like, let's try to get into this. And mm-hmm. you try, like, Wizardry or Draken. Yeah, Brandish. <laughs> dude, Brandish. Uh, man, a friend of mine over the summer was like, I'm going to beat this. And he did. And, wow. And he came over. He came over, like, every two nights and was like, I'm going to play Brandish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I also worked on Cross 3D, Kirby's Air Ride. Um, but again, Kirby's Adventure was kind of the de facto Kirby game for a long time, even though the you know two other games in this series come, or in this episode come after this. Mm-hmm. This sets a template that kind of informs Nightmare in Dreamland is kind of a remake of this, which was on the GBA, Squeak Squad. A lot of other games kind of pull from this for inspiration. But we'll do three songs. Uh, oh, first, one thing I loved immediately is when you turn the game on, mm-hmm. it does this little thing where it, it fake draws Kirby. Mm-hmm. Like it teaches you how to draw Kirby, and we came up with little lyrics well, the lyrics are at the bottom of the screen, and it, as, as it's drawing, it goes like, first you draw a circle, then you dot the eyes, something, something, presto, it's Kirby, and then... Special and then, sauce, lettuce, pickles. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and, uh, but then we would, like, we would sing along to the circle, then you cross the eyes, forgot the rest of the song, but then, presto, and then, it's wow. Kirby, and then... Kirby, Kirby, and Kirby. And then, yay! Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I just picked this up. Well, not recently, but it's it has a pretty great 3D conversion for the 3DS. Oh yeah. If you does. have a, if you have a mm-hmm. like seven bucks burning a hole in your pocket in the eShop, and it's a very good chance you might. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. It's really I do really like the 3D conversions that only Sega and Nintendo have gone to the trouble of doing. Man, Outrun is so good. Yeah, yeah, 3D. The Sega ones are excellent. Yeah. And also another thing that this kind of uh, gets going is after each stage, there's a little mini game of like. Can you hit the button at the right time to get a one up? And you get really cool. And it's this like, oh, oh, get ready, get ready to hit the button. And then if you, uh, this is if you get all the way to the top. Nice. But uh, finish your chicken nuggies. You get a big cookie. Yay! (laughs) But I want two toys. Uh, We'll do. um, I don't think a lot of these songs have names. Maybe they gain names later. Uh, But this is just like stage music two, three, nine. But. Uh, the first song we'll do um, is a classic upbeat Kirby track. I think it's one of the quintessential Kirby songs. Uh, the next stage music three is a little slower, and I get kind of a cave feeling from it, and I'm sure it does play during interior moments somewhere in the game. And then stage music nine, uh, again, this bubbly, infectious thing uh, that do start to sound samey when you hear them back to back to back or when you pick up. Again, I keep going back to Squeak Squad because it was one of the Kirby games I played all the way through, beat it, Remembered nothing about it. Couldn't tell you a single song from it, but I was like, I think I had fun. This is like a Shazam situation. Yeah. Does this game really exist? Kirby was in a game with mice. I know it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so... uh, It's Krusty's Funhouse, actually. Damn it! (laughs) Um, Stage music uh, 2, 3, and 9 from Kirby's Adventure.
really did, yeah, get a jug hoedown by the... <laughs> well, I guess one thing to point out as well from these is... Uh, I think even Kirby's Dreamland starts with these little vignettes at the beginning when it's like, oh, this is Grape Garden and this is Butter Bridge, and it would have like a little... Here's Kirby bouncing into a, like a little vignette, and then something yeah, something really, would happen. It's really easy to make a, a, a an impressive cutscene out of, even on yeah. low powered hardware. Yeah, mm. and uh, he has the best Street Pass 3D oh, puzzle piece. Yeah, the Kirby's the twenty. They're th- all beautiful. The twentieth anniversary one was really great. They're all beautiful. I think that's just because he's this silly little sphere that can adapt yeah. well to anything. Yeah. Him and uh, him and the the twenty fifth Mega Man one were mm-hmm. both great. Where they just really threw a lot of sprites mm-hmm. at you and. You'd think at some point Kirby and Mega Man would meet because they both copy people's abilities. Smash Brothers, and, uh, right? They did. Well, I th- like as a cro- as a genuine crossover game. Yeah, because it, it is it is it, Kirby could be confused with the kids Mega Man. Um, yeah. He, because he absorbs the powers of like not the bosses but everybody. Yeah. Everybody he fights. Yeah, and it is also weird. Like these games, I would never have bet that Kirby. Mm. Uh, of all the Nintendo franchises that kind of just yeah. slid off the face of the earth, mm-hmm. it's weird that Kirby. Hangs in there yeah. all the time, and oh, even though it got to, it got to this point in the DS era, where I'm like, I can't tell these games apart yeah. anymore. And even yeah. the newest one, the Robobot, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sure it's fine, but I just feel like I've got enough you Kirby like Triple Trouble Deluxe. Jesus. Well, I run into the same problems I run in with Mario. Is I that bought when, that and forgot it came out. Yeah, well, when Nintendo <laughs> just sort of needs like a stopgap first party game to come out, they like just. Release a Kirby game. It's been twelve months, and I guess it's inexpensive enough to develop yeah. and sells enough it's each charming. time the, that the, like the, the development teams are capable. But it's like it fails to impress me or get me excited yeah. anymore. Epic Yarn was the last one where I was like, "Hey," mm-hmm. and it was really easy, but it was still very charming and cute in a new, mm-hmm. different way. Instead mm-hmm. of like, "Well, now I'll go through and steal people's abilities mm-hmm. and get fight bosses." And uh, anyway, uh, but before all that happened. Uh, <laughs> Kirby went back to the Game Boy in Kirby's Dream Land 2 yeah. in 1995. Is this the only Kirby trilogy? <laughs> yes, that actually have numbers. Yeah, yeah. so uh, this immediately shows a distinction between, like, Kirby's Adventure is a thing mm-hmm. and Kirby's Dream Land is a thing mm-hmm. uh, because they bothered to call it Dream Land 2 and not Adventure 2 mm-hmm. or something else. Um, Live at Leeds. Yes, uh, live aus Berlin. Kirby gimmick <laughs> alliteration. Um, it adds three animal friends: Rick the hamster, Koo the owl, and Kind the, stu- the sunfish. This is the uh, the trend started by Yoshi. Everybody needs to ride something. You got to ride something. I could say Rush from Mega Man Three. I mean, that's that may have kicked it off. That- 90, 1990, mm-hmm. but it was out. Yoshi Mario World was in Japan in ninety, mm-hmm. so I, I'm not. Well, that means Mega Man Three must have been earlier. But everybody got on to, on top of something, started riding it. Yeah, Master Higgins, little... Donkey Kong. Yeah. yeah, they all did. They all little, did it. Little known fact, though, uh, Rick the Hamster's son is actually uh, the Kia Soul hamster that you see on TV. Now. What? I don't know what that the is. The dancing hamsters for Kia. Anybody that's not in this room is going to get this joke. Grim, uh, yeah, quite Grim, Grim hasn't seen broadcast television in like five years, so that was like <laughs> your most current commercial reference. That's the best I can do. <laughs> I, I would have been the same boat. Oh, Thanks. the lie, like the human size yes, hamster. Human size okay, hamster. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. I thought. <laughs> there you okay, go. Got it. Now I'm. Never now mind. I'm move you. on. <laughs> I loved watching The Office when that happened. <laughs> um, They're but, skinny now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you get three animal friends, and they all do different things. And when you jump on them, they have a theme song. But they were, as you can imagine, super cute sprites. Rick the Hamster is so adorable, and the, the, the art on the cover of the box is great. It was a little weird going back to black and white when you, like, I just played a colored Kirby mm. adventure, and now we go back to black and white. It was a little strange, but I think this was supported by the Super Game Boy 
the attachment for the Super NES would plug in and then you put the game in it. And I think it had a custom border. Oh, and it might have right. co- added enhanced colors like the Game Boy Donkey Kong, Mega Man 5. Um, there's a few others. Uh, but lots of repeating jams that came from Kirby's Adventure and from Dreamland. Uh, part of that is uh, Hirokazu Ando, Returns from Adventure. As well as I found there were songs from Tadashi Ikigami who worked on other Kirby games as well as apparently Wario's Woods, which is, again, the, the last first-party NES game I've The only need. podcast you listen to this week with two, two references. Wario's Wario's references. references. It may be the only podcast <laughs> with any references. I'm going to get it in four times on Talking Sims. Wario's, <laughs> <my goal. laughs> Wario's Woods was one of those games when NES um, Remix came out. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like the whole world going, what the hell is this? How do you play this game? And I remember trying so hard, like, no, 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 I'm an adult. I'm 35. I can figure this out. And every time it was like worker in parasite watching, and it's just game over. And I'm like, I'm, I'm so I'm so upset. Um, but we'll do three songs from Dreamland 2. Uh, this is Rick's theme, Rick the Hamster. Um, Dark Castle, which is important to mention, uh, the villain in this game, DDD, is infested or infected by this villain called Dark Matter, mm. and mm. it's one of the most challenging final bosses in the Kirby series, if not the hardest. Because um, I remember my friend Josh, who's been on the show before a couple times, uh, that summer of 95, I think he was over and trying to beat this game, and this boss was just such a pain in the ass and so difficult uh, and I finally beat him, I think, 2013 or 14 using the 3DS and just, like, I'm just going to save, like, suspend point over and over again wow. right in front of him until I beat it. Because I just, I've never done this. And, but, I mean, that's how my goal was to do that in a, like, practicing a speedrun fashion of, like, I'm going to do this inching forward, resetting, a reset, reset, reset until I figure it out. And then I'll be able to do it clean, clean, clean. And then, but I was on vacation. I never got back to that. So, there but that's go. how I did with Ninja you Gaiden. Filthy cheater. Well, that's how like with Ninja Gaiden, it's the only way you can practice a run. It's like you can't just run the whole game over and over and over. <sighs> Coward. You've got, <laughs> you've got to do these. Like you got to find the spots. Like, well, how can I optimize this exact spot? Like, I'm not going to hit reset and then play nine minutes to get back to that point. Mm-hmm. Once I get the whole game kind of in my head, that's when if I screw up ten minutes in, not reset, not reset. But until then. You got to save scum a bit and uh, figure things out. But anyway, we'll do three <laughs> songs from Kirby's Dreamland 2. That's Rick's theme, Dark Castle, and the boss battle from Dreamland 2. Thank you. 
a little crunchier uh, uh, industrial sound from Kirby, if yeah. I dare say. Kirby and the Kraftwerk, you know? <laughs> Uh, but this was a game I, I didn't play at the time because uh, I was kind of getting out of Game Boy. Play, I mean, just Game Boy games in general by 90. Game Boy is such a strange platform where 89, 90, 91 Game Boy was the hot stuff. And then by 92, it was like Kirby was like a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. And then 94 was the Super Game Boy and Donkey Kong, which was phenomenal. Yep, one of uh, the best. One of probably my top 10 games of all time if i really that's pretty fair if that's i really, really sit and think about it that game is like i will want to play that at at any point in my life forever i can't yeah. even touch it because i will just play it all the way through in one sitting because um, you can do that in less than a night it's so good um but 95 96 97 the so game- how long was this platform so game Boy? I, mean, I haven't even really thought so of it. pokemon launches in 1998 in the u.s yeah. on regular black and white game boy wow and, and it, it had been out since 91 89 89 yep and so that it's eight years it's nine years till pokemon even shows up Mm -hmm. and then pokemon comes out and everyone's like oh that game boy i've been sitting on (laughs) that's been sitting in the closet that had batteries uh leaking my door open yeah yeah, batteries had the batteries leak inside of it whoops meanwhile the game gears had all been reduced to animal fat i think by that point (laughs) literally Uh, gave them away (laughs) as as a child um but like someone who's never played sonic drift 2 uh you're talking to a guy who still owns his game gear (laughs) by the way you want to play shinobi let's cut let's talk Uh, i'd rather play whatever that awful x-men game was for it or whatever arcades revenge man the (laughs) spider-man game is awful As are most of the game, game Gear yep. games. Uh, Shinobi's good. Ninja Gaiden's not Columns. Fair. Not t- Columns is fine. Yeah, Columns. There you go, uh, baby. <laughs> uh, but uh, it does radiate intense. Uh, you could power a home you with could. the number of batteries really necessary. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, that's the crazy thing about Game Boys. It has this dead zone of like 95 through 98. That's so wild to me. Three years where it's just like, why are you playing a black and white Game Boy? In the year of the N64, PS1, you're playing Final Fantasy VII. The Game Boy is just still floating in the ether. PS3 tried for that 10-year cycle, but yeah. it was Game Boy, baby. It was. It had that huge library, and yeah, every yeah, single... Yeah. All those iterations of hardware were vast improvements yeah. outside of not lighting the screen. Yeah, so but, then they did Game Boy Pocket, they did the Play It Loud colors, and then, yeah, 98, oh, yeah, they yeah. did that. And then 99 is when the Game Boy Color launched. No, mm-hmm. wait. Game Boy Color was fall of 98, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the Game Boy Color kind of launched right around Pokemon, but it the, the point was it wasn't optimized at all for the Game Boy Color. Okay. So you just if you had a Game Boy, Pokemon was already going to play. There was, was no functional hardware difference aside from the screen tech, right? Uh, Game Boy Color was moderately different. There okay. were games made like only for color, and it uh, had like a okay, okay. little bit performance better. Like Bionic Commando Elite Forces, I think, is one of those only. It's not great, but there's a handful of games that are only for um, kind of like how uh, I mean it happens every so often with Nintendo iterations. Like there's like a handful of games that only work on the new 3DS. Or yeah, the DSi exclusives. The DSi exclusives. <laughs> I was gonna say that. I thought no one's gonna. Really. Super Mario Calculator. Can't get uh, it anywhere else. The Korg DS synthesizer yes. version two. Uh, 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 Track Mania, baby. <laughs> uh, but that takes us uh, a couple years into the future, uh, into 1996. Bill Clinton is elected uh, Kirby's <laughs> superstar. Fall of '96. Uh, and again, Super NES game in 1996. Like, this system held in there, because I remember getting this Tetris Attack um, well after the N64 was out. And it was like, it felt a little weird to still be wanting Super Nintendo games, but it was like, dude, this Kirby game, Superstar, is really cool. It has it boasts eight games on the box. It's like eight mm-hmm. games in one, and it's yes, it's it. more like four, and then a bunch of like... He also mini- has a jester's hat on, doesn't he? He has a little jester hat. Beautiful. 
Um, but uh, you do get a ton of content packed into one game. It is an amazing amount of stuff, and this probably is outside of the fact that I love Kirby's Dreamland for its simplicity and straightforwardness. Mm-hmm. Superstar is probably my overall favorite Kirby game, yeah. and I mm-hmm. don't think that's a bold it, choice. It, it got a genuine re-release, didn't the, it? The uh, DS I reviewed mm-hmm. the Ultra Superstar or whatever, and it was really good. And they added even more stuff to it, so it was like I wasn't wanting for more with, with this <laughs> one, but uh, thanks. Um, Juni Shikawa returns from Dreamland One. And this also has tracks attributed to Dan Miyakawa, um, who, near as I can tell, worked on anime after this um, and didn't really come back to games. But this, of, of the eight games, like, again, some of these were mini-game compilation or mini-games like um, the Quick Draw, I think, and the Megaton Punch. I, I can't remember okay. what all. It, it was very quick, you know, not quite WarioWare level fast things, but they counted them as their own Wario games. WarioWare macro games. Macro games, yes. Um, but uh, of the games included in it was... Dynablade, um, which is a Dreamland style platform with like level one, level two, but it's if anything, it is like pushed as the new game um, mm. with like new levels, new bosses, new music. I believe. Which one of these is the one where Meta Knight shows up? That's this game. Hey. Uh, and then after that, uh, we'll get to that after this break. But uh, the other game included is the Great Cave Offensive, uh, <laughs> which is a pretty big ba- Troy McClure. Yeah. <laughs> I play a pink ball, <laughs> gather, hoarding treasure, um, which is kind of a, I don't know if I'd say roguelike or Metroid, I don't know how I would classify it, but it is mm-hmm. like a map. It's a it, fire emblem. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what games are, uh, but like, it is like a defined map, I think. I don't think the treasures move at all. I think everything's in the same place, but it is like you go in and try to get as much stuff as you can before you exit, mm-hmm. uh, and if you die, you just lose everything. I think that's how it worked. It's been a long time. Dark Kirby. But, uh... Different abilities would let you access different parts of the map, um, but and some of the treasures you find are Nintendo references, like it's a Triforce and it's a there's a Mr. Saturn in there, and there's all kinds of fun stuff like Yay. that. Yeah, <laughs> which was out at this point in the U.S. Dying a slow, painful oh, death. Oh, I'm sure it was <laughs> taking um, up way too much shelf space. Yeah, uh, but we'll do two songs. This is Dynablade Area One. Um, again, just a classic bubbly Kirby song, and then Dynablade Area Two, which is uh, really different from everything else. I think in the Dynablade game, but also just, again, a slower, different quality to this song. And then Begin Treasure Hunting, uh, which is the Great Cave Offensive as you're going around looking for treasure. It feels way more like an RPG or like Chrono... It almost has a Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy VI style approach to the music instead of Kirby's approach, which is like very like kinetic and wanting to go be happy and fun and bounce around and fight clowns or whatever. And this is very like... <laughs> It feels more adventuresome. Uh, But again, this is Dynablade 1 and 2, and then begin treasure hunting from Great Cave Offensive.
Yeah, the percussion of that and the drums. It just feels Big, very like, battle yeah, music or kettle something. Kettle drum militant yeah. sort of thing. But then, like, the start of it, we were saying, it sounds kind of, like, off-key, almost like it's sort of going for this, like, woozy, like... like kind of shrill or something, right? Like, yeah, yeah, sort of like it's just... <laughs> but what's great is, uh, because it does have... Uh, I think this is from Great Cave Offensive. It's somewhere in the game, because, again, it's been a long time since I've played this, but this actually does have... RP- an RPG style battle moment and mm. it plays this song and it has like built in like TV hums oh wow that's really that's, that's embedded in the game yeah huh that's cool meta meta night mm. <laughs> I just always love this because when it happens in the game I remember being like ah it's like an old game that is cool um, it is funny though, those Dino Blade songs I really like, but I always thought it did a really bad job at drying your hands. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I'm there. Eh, Maybe a Bay Area thing, who knows. Dino Blade? Dice, the... Dice and Air Blade in the, yeah. in the bathroom. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, one of those Desher Zone things about the Air Blade. <laughs> My yeah. hands seem suspiciously dry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, two of the other ga- another game in this is called Spring Breeze. Which is basically a remake, very sh- a slightly shortened version of Kirby's Dreamland. So you finally get a, almost a color version hmm. of the Game Boy game with like many of the same levels, same bosses, and the same music. So we actually played the DDD song from Kirby's Dreamland, and here it is in the Super NES because it is basically a remake um, with all the fanfare you'd expect from a Super NES game. But I mean, you get a lot of the same songs repeating, and then Green Greens. Sensory YMO. But so this would be five years after, I guess? Four years? This is one of those things, yeah, where you play the original version, I almost forgot what it sounded like, the Game Boy one, because I'm so used to, like, this or the Smash Smash. Brothers version. Yeah, Yeah. it's one of those things where these songs got used so much. Almost as if Sakurai was the director of Smash Brothers. Yeah, (laughs) man, this goes all the way to the top. I will say it's the first ironic game mix I think I ever heard the Snoop Dogg drop it like it's hot. Hold up. Oh, my God. Hold up. Uh, Because Gourmet Race is the other game in this, which is you versus King DDD on, like, a side-scrolling obstacle course where you are racing King DDD, and it's called Gourmet Race because you're supposed to eat a bunch of food. And then write the first Yelp review. And, yes, and beat him to the end of the, the track. Uh, this song is the most famous Kirby song perhaps of all time because the song has always been called Gourmet Race because it is this, that's the Snoop song, that's the meme. This is, that's why I think this is like the most famous Kirby song of all time. Strangely comes from a mini game where you are racing for food. It's not a, it's not like a boss theme or a level. It's like this, this side thing in Kirby Superstar. Uh, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after that, you you do un- I think you unlock Revenge of Meta Knight, and it's where a lot of the Meta Knight imagery. So Meta Knight is in Kirby's Adventure, okay. But the imagery, like his ship and some of the cool stuff that he does, comes from this game and a whole little mini game, again level based, built around you tackling Meta Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like the big, like his big coming out. Like, oh, this is now going to be a villain and. Rather than just a one-off boss that you kind of menaces you a little bit in one area of Kirby's Adventure, he's like a full-on threat. Yes, um, let's, let's let's make a spherical man yeah. legitimately menacing. Yeah, and then you unlock Milky Way Wishes, which is the maybe the biggest of all. <laughs> which of is them. one of the most underrated funk albums of the seventies, <laughs> <laughs> and a great dessert place in Ikebukuro. I know you know what I'm talking about, um, but. Uh, it's weird because you don't gain any enemy abilities in this. You permanently acquire the abilities, and you can swap between them. 
uh, as you play the game. So once you gain like the sword or fire or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you just have it. It's not like you can get hit and lose it, um, which is a neat spin on the on the formula. So we'll do three songs. Still in uh, Superstar because there's so much game here. This is flying into Nova. Uh, this is near the end of uh, Milky Way Wishes. Um, I think it's a, it's more technological and dramatic for Kirby's song, and I think it's near the end where there's some like vertical shooting stages in this. Like it's a very diverse game. And then after that, we'll do Gourmet Race, which is there's three. So you race DDD three times. There's round one, round two, round three. Round mm-hmm. one and three is the Gourmet Race song that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I have to also play the the middle song because it's weird that there's this meme song that's so popular across the internet and sandwiched in between that is another song in the exact same game that went nowhere. It's just this weird B-side thing. Like, we're like... How did this song blow up? I, I do think the gourmet race is better, the first one. But well, it's because it, Exhibit's first one. I just wasn't that good. No, I, like why? I feel like we were done with him. Uh, but uh, flying in the Nova gourmet race and race two from Kirby Superstar.
the pipes on that, but man, a gourmet race, such it's, a. It's like I was saying, it's like it's air or water. I mean, you hear that <laughs> melody, and it's just like I would expect anyone on Earth to kind of just. Oh yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> I want someone. I'm requesting someone to take the scene from Amadeus, where Scolari has <laughs> tried to play melodies he's made, and the guy's like, I don't know that one, and then he plays the curvy one, and he's like, Oh yes, I know that one. <laughs> it is just such a like. It took two thousand. It took like ten thousand years of human music history to like invent this. Like, as man, that song. It's like it's it's, it's undeniable. It's basic DNA. <laughs> Pretty um, much. But of of all the. Uh... <laughs> Stone Cold and Booker T fighting in a supermarket. One of the greatest video, unsung videos in the internet. It's on our Facebook page under videos. Like. Uh, it goes on and on, but uh, and then yeah, drop it like it's hot was all over that song. So it was just it was it it how the Kirby minigame compilation thing racing a waddling penguin for food became this song that is more famous possibly than the game it's from. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But are we uh, are we stringing the line here though? Where this is gourmet race and then Stone Cold's with yes. a bunch of food in, in the, the food, which store. which I guess is like. That rem- that makes me feel like, whenever we talk radar days, it'd be like, "What are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about um, game deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's a shopping song? Let me type shop into my music folder. Oh, Ocarina of Time. Okay, we'll <laughs> use that. And it's like, I have a funny video I'm going to put together of a uh, Stone Cold and the Gourmet food thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. let me type Gourmet. Oh, Gourmet race. Great. <laughs> um, but I, I never got the connection between the two at this, until right oh, now. There we go. Um, but moving into our final game of the show. Oh. Kirby's Dreamland 3 for the Super Nintendo. My, I don't know anyone that had this or played yeah. it. My friend Josh, I uh, mentioned before, he, he was he was the biggest Kirby fan. I mean, still is as far as I know. Like we were both into Kirby's Dreamland and Adventure, but he was definitely like, you know, is this end of cycle SNES or Oh, this is the last game published by Nintendo on the Super NES. There you go. Um 1997, so again the N64 is like a year old. Uh, GoldenEye is about to come out. <laughs> like, that's like to show you like where we are with this. Like, Final Fantasy VII is out, or well, I don't know exactly. Like, let's see the release date. It lists November, November ninety-seven. So, wow. yeah, FF 7s out. GoldenEye's out. Uh, I mean, stiff competition for old Kirby. That is a hard. That is a hard life to live for Kirby. But I, I'm sure it, it was a good game. No, better it's, than it, most of the N sixty-four. Like, <laughs> yeah, of that era. Uh, and I mean, it is like. It's uh, that's around the same time as Diddy Kong Racing, actually. That that Thanksgiving break, Alien Resurrection just hit theaters. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I remember these things, but uh, it came out after Superstar. It came out after, I mean, just about everything on the Super NES. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is again, it's Dreamland Three. It's not another adventure. It's not a. It's it's very much like the Animal Friends are back. The progression of the stages is similar. Like it is very much Dreamland Three, um, and then. There was a like I said, AGDQ had a really cool run of this where I think it's Koo or the Owl or something. There's some trick you can do where it's mm. like they could just rip through things at light speed. And, okay. and it was it was pretty fun to watch, but definitely look that up. But again, a lot of songs recur from prior games, so it was kind of hard for me to figure out which songs debuted in which games from time to time, and then others like some of the songs here from Ripple Field, um, Home of the whatever. <laughs> uh, I think those songs were in. If not Dreamland 2, then maybe some prior game. But I like the version here more. Um, but again, I, yeah, I didn't. Pl- I think I borrowed this from Josh once. Mm-hmm. 
um, and played it once. This and Dracula X were two late Super NES games that I remember playing that I was like, man, Super Nintendo's still, like, it's still hanging in there, I guess, but I... I had know. Dracula X. Really? Yeah, I bought that from the uh, rental place, the grocery nice. store. Oh, that, that was the <laughs> That, that was, was one of my trick. Warden's games. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, we'll do... Uh, I, I have a four-song block just because there's, there's a lot of good stuff in Dreamland 3. Uh, the first is Grassland 1. Um, I couldn't leave this song out. This was the one that I was like gonna leave, but it's too chipper. It's too it's too Kirby to let go. After that is Ripple Field One, and this might be one of those songs that does appear either before or after this. But it, because so many of these songs reappear, and I've played so many of these games, I was like, when did this debut? And it's not the very first Kirby. And I don't think it's Adventure, but it's hard for me to nail it down. Uh, and after that is Iceberg. Uh, which gets that classic cold gaminess where you can use musical cues to convey cold. But it also just has, like, an adventuresome big feeling to it that a lot of these Kirby songs... Some of the songs I've purposely picked, like, the Great Cave Offensive to get that across, but yeah. the bulk High of... High adventure. Kirby. Yeah, the bulk of the music from Kirby is more of yeah. And I'm kind of avoiding a lot of that. Um, not that it's bad, just mm. you don't need 20 songs. <laughs> we don't need 20 examples of that. Mm. Uh, but I liked Iceberg a lot. And after that is Ripple Field 3, which this is a song I remember from playing it back in the, in the around 97, 98, and being like, man, this song is chill. I love it. This song stands out to me. And this has been, for years, the only song I had on my computer uh, until I got the full soundtrack. But again, That was Bre- literally the only song on Brett's computer for years. Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> only Every ring, day. Only ringtone. Only song on my computer. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we'll do Grassland, Ripple Field 1, Iceberg, and Ripple Field 3 from Kirby's Dream Land 3. And again, this is Juni Shikawa returning um, to once again to do the music. Um, but yeah, tracks from Dream Land 3. <laughs>
on second or third listen to this, Earthbound yeah. is hell. Yes. Like, uh, the last two especially. No, absolutely. Yeah, we're, like, we're just listening to it, and it's just like, okay, that's the little pocket trumpet Earthbound <laughs> signature sound, and it's like skitter-scatter percussion yeah, everywhere, yeah. and then like, wee, robot noises, and it's like, yeah. okay. Yeah, like that's... Uh, Having just finished Earthbound, well, it's, we're in a new year now, but like very recently, for the first time, finishing Earthbound, like that leapt out at me more than it ever has. Oh yeah, um, no, that's uh, yeah, it's very right there. Yeah, and all three, all four of those songs, like I, they, I, I don't know, I, I really think the soundtrack is quite good because it is this, it keeps that upbeat, like you want to hear it, and it moves you forward in the game infectiousness of the early Kirby games, but it doesn't feel quite as like, I mean, it's also the songs I chose, but like, there are many, many examples of this. Like you wouldn't think Kirby's dreamland three would like push sound quality or, or arrangements or right. composition because it's so late in the game and you know, they don't have high hopes for it. And I mean, it's also like a pretty good hidden gold though, right? Is like yes. towards the end of the cycle, like yeah. the last couple of games coming out, if they're not like total garbage ocean yeah. cashins or whatever, it's yeah. a, Almost always we're checking out. Ocean caches. Wow. Oceans. Jurassic Park. The, Lucky I'm here to get that. The chaos <laughs> continues. Um, why did a Bing box open up in my Word doc? Get out of here. That is disgusting. Um, but, uh, again, when you talk about songs recurring, this is a Sand Canyon 2 from Dreamland 3. Huh. So if you want to hear a different version of Gourmet Race, it's in this game. Uh, but just an example of these songs would reappear. This sounds way more like a like a montage of Russian industrial work. <laughs> wow! This is how you milk a cow. This is how you build effective machinery. Referencing a movie I can't remember. But it's like. But anytime you hear a song, it's like go f- go listen to another game and you hear a different take on it. And it's usually really fun when. That one's interesting because these are both on the same platform. They're both Super NES, yet they sound really different. Like, they chose different instruments and, like, let's do this here and that there. Whereas, going from Game Boy to Super NES, you can understand why. Like, this, let's take this opportunity to reimagine the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was, like, two years went by, or a year went by, and the same platform, same hardware, and, I don't know, that Dreamland 3 soundtrack. And that's the end of the show, but that is all just pre-2000 Kirby. And I didn't include a single spinoff because mm-hmm. in the same time frame we just went through was Pinball Land... Mm-hmm. Block Ball, Kirby's Avalanche, mm-hmm. Dream Course. When was Tilt and Tumble? I forget which era that was. Uh, uh, Game Boy cartridge. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> so that narrows it to a ten year window. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a lot, and that and then Kirby sixty four is uh, the sequel to Dreamland three. I forgot a little bit about that game to be honest. Two thousand. Dude, Tilt and Hubble's a post-9-11 game. <laughs> that's, that seems impossible. Uh, it's a Game Boy Color? Sorry, no, it's just pre-April. It's 2000 for Japan, uh, early '01 for us. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many Kirby games. Uh, and again, I didn't even touch the spinoffs. Like, mm-hmm. this is just key mainline Kirby games. And then when you get after 2000... Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirby 64, which was okay. I, I didn't. I don't remember that at all. Me, I, I didn't no play it yeah. until like I'm. There was like a point where Blockbuster, after the GameCube came out, Blockbuster mm-hmm. started liquidating their N64 games, and I saw it there for twenty bucks, and I was like, yeah, I guess I should. Like, I love Kirby, and then I played half of it, and was like, this is exactly what I don't want games to do. Where it's like you took a really beautiful sprite game like Dreamland 3 and yeah. and Superstar and it's like kind of rudimentary polygons and it doesn't seem as clean or as quick or as snappy like I think one of the funny things too I'd like to mention on that front though is that the number of Kirby games and by extension associated Kirby lore <laughs> 
is so hilarious because when you play like Smash Brothers and you unlock the trophies and you get in all the errata and everything yeah, in there, yeah. you're like, how are there this many Kirby things? And then you realize, because yeah. there are 100 million Kirby games. And yep. in Japan, at least, I'm sure every single one of them had some sort of art book or production thing that came along with it. So there's probably a mine as deep as the uh, you know, <laughs> earth of Kirby stuff to, waiting to be exhumed. Yeah, I think uh, as of now, there's over 20 Kirby games you know, including all the, you know, again, air race and mm-hmm. or air ride and all, and all the various things. But again, now today he's, well, before we get to the super modern day, not long after Kirby 64 and 2000 era is his cartoon back at you. Yes. Which I still have never seen a single mm-hmm. episode of, but it was notable at the time for the discrepancy of the Japanese names of the episodes. And I, I read them once on a podcast as Troy McClure. That's yeah. I re- repeated the joke earlier on the podcast. S- snacky happiness. <laughs> I think I came across a uh, image once of Day to Day from that show, and he's wearing glasses where each lens is a little cartoon hand making a peace symbol. <laughs> and I'm like, man, DDD's the coolest dude on earth. <laughs> uh, episode Junk Jam in Japan is What's the Universe's Dumping Ground? <laughs> um, a Dental Dilemma is A Ridiculous Toothless Story. <laughs> and I just remember good. these were like all over the place mm-hmm. at the Monster Management, Monster Hunter Knuckle Joe. I guess that's an actual character, but man, I wish I could. Oh, yeah, Snuckle. He has like spiky hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's definitely, uh, I believe, in the Smash Brothers games as a summon or something. My word. Um, delivery Dilemma is knockout delivery time. Okay. There's just a bunch of silly stuff. But then after that era in the, in the GBA and the DS, again, with Squeak Squad and, and the rest that we mm-hmm. brought up, uh, 05 was Canvas Curse on the DS, one of the first like true hits on the old DS because that's a year before the DS Lite came out in the U.S. It was still uh-huh. the big clunky DS and a Kirby truly, game where, truly an Ugo console. <laughs> it was gross. Um, but you know, you drew, you traced the paths, and he would follow it. And then there was a Wii U sequel, Rainbow Curse, that was good. Mm-hmm. Epic Yarn was cool. And then there's Mass Attack on the GBA, which was a pretty late GBA game. But Jeez, it became, never even heard of that. It, it was one of those E3 games where they're like, "Here's all of our plans for the year." Kirby Mass Attack, <laughs> and, and it was like just they put the logo on their press site, and it was like. What was the? You didn't even announce the game. You just put assets on a website, and now it's out. Uh, but, Is that the one where they had like everyone hated the ending, so they changed it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kirby fuses with uh, the the biological essence of the universe, <laughs> and uh, nobody got it. Uh, but um, it's a weird series where there's this pre two thousand and post two thousand, and now even post twenty ten era of Kirby. Um, but there was a really cool era, like the 20th anniversary. Nintendo did a lot of fun stuff. There was a, a Wii box set you could get that was a pink box and had a lot of cool collectibles in it. And they've def- they've definitely treated the character well. Checked, you can still they actually really get that, and if you care, you should try because should. I, it's, I, I imagine its days are numbered. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, yeah, I was saying he really they really do treat him with a lot of respect, given yeah. the fact that I think as we've seen a lot of his games, they're fine. They're fine. I, just I think he's the most okay. well addressed Nintendo character ever. Yeah. Weirdly. Because it reminds me of Mega Man. Like, before mm-hmm. there was such a long hiatus with Mega Man, it was like, yeah, here's five, six, seven, eight, nine, or not nine, but seven, eight, and here's mm-hmm. like X, five, six, seven, eight, again. And it was like, these are all fine, mm-hmm. but you, just about anyone would argue the best ones were earlier in the series. Mm-hmm. The best Mega Mans are like the pre fives, and the best Xs are the pre fours. But they kept going, and mm-hmm. then, whereas Kirby just kind of kept moving along and selling this kind of almost fixed amount shy of a breakout hit like canvas curse mm-hmm. which kind of surprised people yeah. intentionally so and Mega Man would blow up with like battle network and when you would totally reimagine the character mm. but 
They just have such weird trajectories where they're yeah. very similar, but they had different fates. But now they're both in Smash so Brothers. Warm so. blanket, I suppose. Uh, but that's, again, the end of the show. VGEmpire.com uh, or VGEmpire on Twitter. Again, do appreciate uh, reviews and ratings on iTunes. And I do read all the comments on the site, so I really appreciate uh, leaving any thoughts on the episodes. Any things we got wrong or any songs that uh, that you nah, like? We got everything wrong. Everything's no one's going to have any points. Airtight. I've never said anything <laughs> it's wrong. It's the internet. <laughs> um, but uh, the last episode we did was Soul Edge slash Soul Blade. Just turned 20 years old on ah, the PS1. Which Grim streamed with us on the uh, yeah. YouTube.com slash LaserTown. It was not a great stream. No. <laughs> it, it was just uh, like the controller got mapped to both P1 and P2. It definitely so. did. Oh, my word. <laughs> so it was pretty silly. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, VG Empire, you can check us out on there. And uh, the show is also... Supported through your efforts at Patreon.com slash LazerTime, which is where uh, all of our LazerTime shows live, like Video Game Apocalypse, uh, 3020, Laser LazerTime, Talk to Simpsons, and uh, oh, you can get uh, b- patrons exclusively can get cheap podcasts. The, the wrestling, wrestling show, show. new uh, episode coming up. And I do want to mention before we close out the show, uh, if you've put VG Empire in the, you know, when you can always leave a comment when you're checking out or any other notes about whatever. Um, whether it's shipping or things like that. You can leave VG Empire, and anyone who does that in the next week or so uh, is automatically entered into a random drawing, and one winner will get, in addition to the Arkham Knight copy that you purchase, you will win an additional copy of this soundtrack, these test pressings that they use that are, again, there's only like 24 of them in existence, and they will look slightly different. Um, They are currently sold out of the actual Batman color variants, um, and they are down to 75 period of the Joker. For wanting to make sure your game vinyl soundtrack collection is... uh, as robust as it can be, or if you dug the music to the Arkham games, but really set that Batman mood well, and I can imagine like sitting there, turning the lights out, and turning the sound on a on a nice vinyl, turning up the speakers, and being like nice. But again, enjoy the ride records. Enter VG Empire if you're going to buy one of the uh, remaining Joker sets, and you're yeah. entered automatically into a drawing <laughs> for a test pressing of the Arkham Knight soundtrack. But uh, we'll go out with um, the Kirby Kirby's Dreamland. The very first game has one of my absolute favorite credit sequences, where it's just. Him inflating so big that he carries King DDD's castle away, floats it away to this song, into the sunset, and then drops all the food that DDD had stole. He drops the food back on his home village and lands and holds up a sign that says bye-bye. And that's the ending <laughs> of the game. And I wept. Uh, <laughs> so moving. Uh, but uh, this song takes us out. I've always loved this song so much. But again, we'll be back soon with another episode of Beautiful Game Music. <laughs>